Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tina Smith. Raising Kids on Your Knees is here to equip you to pray powerful prayers that will transform the lives of your children. We do this by supplying you with free prayer sheets, devotions to help you step up your spiritual parenting, podcasts, retreats, and conferences. If you aren't a part of the Raising Kids on Your Knees family, I want to personally invite you to subscribe and join moms around the world in prayer for the next generations. I'll leave a link right here in the show notes for you to go subscribe. As the foundation of the world on which we stand becomes shakier, the more critical it is that we shore up the foundation of our faith. Faith is having confidence in what you cannot see with your human eyes. It is trusting in the promises of God in his word, knowing what he says he will do. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm, which links us with God and makes him more tangible to our senses. Without faith, we will never be able to please God or walk out his plan and purpose for our life. Faith is what makes God real in your life. How do we come by this kind of faith? First, we must remember that faith isn't a feeling. It's a choice of our will to believe that what the Bible says is true. If you are wavering in your faith, check out how much of the Bible you honestly believe and how much time you're spending in it. Hebrews 11 is the famous faith chapter of the Bible. Looking at those people who made the faith hall of fame and thinking that they're any different than you and I simply isn't accurate. Each one of those people listed in the chapter were people just like you and me who made the choice to believe that what God said was the absolute truth. Each one was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he promised he would do. Are you fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he says he will do in your life? Here are a few things that may be standing in the way of your faith in God. An absence of the word of God. Maybe a wrong motivation or wrong source of knowledge that comes from your flesh or your mind or your emotions. Or is it a slacking prayer life or a choice to not be engaged in the body of Christ through church attendance or small group? All of these will greatly impact your faith negatively. I know that attending church from the comfort of your home is very convenient, but I want to strongly encourage you to go to church and physically be a part of the body of Christ there. It makes a big difference. Every time we make the choice to show up, our faith increases. There's no room for our flesh and our emotions in a walk of faith. We're also living in a postmodern culture that has an attitude of skepticism, it has a lack of trust in anything, and that values identity over truth. There are no longer any absolutes. To assess your faith level, it's necessary to be honest in evaluating how much the culture has influenced your thought processes. It's so easy to drink the Kool-Aid, as I say, and to get off in the weeds. Here are five ways you can assess your faith level and step up your spiritual parenting this week as you pray for your kids. First, let's look at Romans 10, 17. It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm. 
It links us with God and makes him a more tangible reality to our senses. To become a child of God, God gives us the gift of faith. Otherwise, we would be able to boast that it was our choice. Once you become a follower of Jesus, it's up to you to maintain that faith. Maintaining your faith is much like a fire that needs attention. Otherwise, it just simply goes out. Maintaining your faith comes from hearing. But not just hearing anything, it comes from hearing the word of God. If you find yourself lacking in the faith department, increase your time spent in the word. There is a direct correlation between hearing the word of God and a strong faith. Those that you see who have a strong faith have spent a lot of time in the word and then living it out. Second, for us to have faith, we must always heed what Hebrews eleven six says. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. The first question I have to ask myself when I read this verse is, who do I really want to please? As a child of God, we all know the right answer. It's, I want to please God. But when you get to the end of the day, Who is it that you've spent the day trying to please? There are times when pleasing God will mean that you will not please others. Are you willing to take that chance? If not, whomever you are striving to please has become an idol in your life. Faith is the prerequisite to being able to please God. Without it, it's impossible to please him. Why? Because it takes faith to believe that God exists. It also takes faith to believe that he will reward you when you sincerely seek after him. Faith is also the only thing that will allow you to please God when it may make others unhappy. Third, having our eyes focused like 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says is essential. We live by faith and not by sight. Have you ever played a blindfold game where you had to trust someone to get you from point A to point B? You had to believe that the person leading you was trustworthy because you could not see where you were going. It took faith on your part to believe that they would get you there safely. It's the same with God. We're not going to be able to see with our human eyes where he's taking us and how we are going to get there. We have to believe by faith that he will get us to the destination he has planned for us. Do you trust that God has saved you from your sins and that you are going to go to heaven when you die? If you can trust him with your eternal life, trusting him with your temporary life here on earth should be just that much easier. Fourth, take a look with me at 1 Corinthians 2.5. It says, I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Human wisdom will trip you up every time. The knowledge and the wisdom that we have is limited to our futile ways of thinking. God says that his foolishness is wiser than man's wisdom. Yet we all tend to think we know more than God a lot of times. Leaning on what we think we know is a surefire way to miss out on the power of God. God loves to show us his power and strength, and we love to see it. The only problem we have is changing the way we think about our own wisdom. It will require faith on your part to start trusting God's wisdom. As you begin to think less of your wisdom and faithfully trust in God's wisdom, you will begin to see the power of God at work in your life in ways you've never seen before. And lastly, as I wrap this up, I want to take a look at the difference between service and deeds of faith. James 2.26 says this, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Before you became a follower of Jesus, you were physically alive, but spiritually dead. 
When you chose to follow Jesus and put your trust in him to save you from your sin, the spirit inside you became alive. If we say we have faith in Jesus yet do not walk in that faith, it's as good as dead. There's no life in our faith. What are the deeds of faith? They're trusting in God, their repentance and hope and commitment to name several. I bet you thought I was going to give you a different list that looks something like this. Helping others, going to church and Sunday school and kindness. Add in whatever else you thought were deeds of faith. Is it possible we've been confusing acts of service with deeds of faith? Faith is what makes God real in our lives. Faith is being fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he has promised. Faith, at the end of the day, is all about how you see God. How you see God and walk in obedience to him are the deeds of faith. It's very easy to think that because we are serving Christ, we have faith. Anybody can do that. Service to Christ and faith are two very different things. So here are your five tips to help you step up your spiritual parenting this week. Number one, spending consistent time in the Bible is the key to growing your faith. Number two, choose to please God over others. Number three, choose to trust God even when you can't see where he's leading you. Number four, lean on the wisdom of God, not on your own wisdom. And number five, don't confuse deeds of faith with acts of service. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen in today. Is there someone you think might benefit from hearing about faith this week? Why not forward them the link to this podcast so that they can be encouraged too? Thank you for listening today. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I lift up my friend. Help them to choose to walk in faith in you. Help them to be in their Bible every single day and talking to you. And then, Lord, walk that out in front of their kids. Thank you so much for faith, the faith that you gave us to come to know you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 